Hello, it's Danny Al back once again for another episode of Tales from Southern Indiana. It's been, once again, a little gap of time since we spoke last. And uh, in the interim, a couple other countries have shown up. Well, one country and one used-to-be country, I guess. We've got uh, Malaysia and Hong Kong. I think, uh, you know, Indonesia preceded that. We may have a group of traveling Hoosiers making their way through the, uh, the uh, you know, the Southeast Asian part of the world. And so we'll see where they hop to next. Uh, Republic of China is a big place, and no one's tuned in yet. Um, although, I, you know, again, I, <laughs> these may all be accidental tune-ins for all I know. But at any rate, uh, we welcome you all and glad to have you with us as you scratch your head, try to figure out what this is all about, which, you know, is uh, kind of what we did back in Indiana anyway. So I was, you know how people make lists, you know, pluses and minuses, you know, should I you know, uh, um, try this new recipe or, uh, go to this school or get a new dog, you know, that, that sort of thing. Well, I, you know, I thought I would make a list of, you know, kind of small town versus city from my experience of the small town I grew up in. That particular list wouldn't match everything there today, but, you know, so it was a lot of things on the plus side for a small town, um, and Mitchell, Indiana, we certainly had a night sky filled with stars. There weren't very many street lights uh, on the street I lived. There weren't any at all. And even in town, you know, people would shoot them out every now and then because you had to shoot something and people were more troublesome. So you could see every star in the sky and it was quite amazing, you know, on a clear night. Um, and uh, so that would be, that, that's, that's something that I truly do miss quite a bit. Um, nobody locked their doors. That, that was kind of a plus and a minus. I mean, it was a plus to not have to fish around for a key. Um, a minus in not being able to stop unwanted relatives from coming through the door uh, without at least having a few seconds to make a clean getaway. Everything was quiet. I mean, there was just was an absence of noise. Um, in fact, anything that did make noise tended to attract attention a long time before it actually showed up so you could see what it was, whether it was an approaching car, or a dog, or a kid, or what have you. Um, other advantages, obviously not much traffic. Uh, you really had to plan ahead if you wanted to uh, be the victim of a hit and run. And, uh, and you know, it, it, it could happen, but you'd have to jump out of a bush or something like that, and you wouldn't be hit that hard because the cars weren't going that fast. Lots of fried food. Now, of course, that could be a minus two, but I remember that quite fondly. And... Um, Shopping didn't take too long because there weren't hardly any places to buy things from. Real ice cream places. I mean, you know, none of this soft serve stuff that we that we deal with uh, here in, uh, you know, in somewhat more urban areas. I guess they have that out in Mitchell now, I suppose. But back then, it was great tasting ice cream. You had to walk up to a place. There'd never be a line. Never anybody there ahead of you. And uh, you could just take your time and enjoy the ice cream. That was quite a, actually quite a nice memory. And so the list doesn't go on endlessly. Well, let's stop and look at a few, a few minuses. A lot, of course, we've been talking about here uh, over uh, the many uh, episodes that we've discussed life in Southern Indiana about. Obviously, there were, you know, there were, uh, while, the, <laughs> while there were dogs, um, they weren't on a leash. I can't remember seeing a single dog ever being on a leash 
the entire time that I grew up. Now, there were hunting dogs who would be on chains, but you weren't walking the hunting dogs around. Uh, dogs, uh, you know, they, they ran free, and they something about dogs in southern Indiana tended to make them quite unpleasant in terms of their mood, uh, and they often would look for someone to bite, and they were pretty determined to find it. So if you were a kid on your bike, you learned which houses to ride faster past and uh, streets to avoid if you could at all. Um, because they, uh, these, these were usually pretty big dogs. I don't remember anybody having poodles uh, in Southern Indiana when I lived there. And, uh, you know, we have a poodle now, and sometimes wonder if it really is a dog, because it's smaller than our cat, for goodness sake. But at any rate, the, uh, now, of course, there weren't any jobs, and we've talked about that a lot. I mean, employment was just real tough in Southern Indiana. Although, as I recall, you know, you could sell dogs to the dog catcher. Dog catcher back in the early 60s would pay a dollar a dog, which seems like a lot of money. And since they're running around loose anyway, who's to say they aren't strays? I, at least that's that was the attitude some people took. I, I never did that. Um, not sure what happened to the dogs or why he was paying a buck a dog for them. They don't, don't really want to think about it, I guess. Now, there were, gosh, more churches than you could shake a stick at. But there were only three taverns. I may have mentioned this before. You know, there were three taverns. One was uh, a tavern where you could, as a, as a man, bring a female guest to. And that was only one. Uh, another one was for the knife fighters. We've talked about that. And then the third one was just for the hardcore alcoholics. Didn't want to be bothered by any, any, any sort of casual drinking visitors. So that was a bit of a, bit of a minus. Um, there was no news. Nothing new ever happened. And, and, I mean, occasionally I suppose someone died, you know. But before they died, you probably were sort of, you know, well apprised of the situation so that the actual news of the death didn't seem like news. just wasn't any news. That's why the paper didn't have any news in it. Um, of course, no genetic diversity. We need not say any more about that. We've discussed that sort of thing before. Um, no super close hospital. Yeah, I, I always, my mother always liked to tell a story about when I was born. You know, the hospital was a 30-minute drive, and she believed it was time to go to the hospital, but uh, she was doing wash, and it wasn't done yet, and she was going to get it done before she went to the hospital. And then finally, she did, and my father drove her and apparently delivered just about five minutes after she got to the hospital, which was an improvement over my oldest brother, who apparently was born in the elevator. So I suppose the hospital there must have been used to people hitting the uh, the road at the last minute, and uh, everything turned out fine. And um, nevertheless, if you really were in a rush, you know, you might just have to uh, have to say a few prayers. Um, now, of course, we've talked before about the problem with you know just generally being out and about. Um, almost like being in a big city in a way. You wouldn't want to be traveling a lot, just walking around late at night without some people that you knew being around you because, you know, people would shoot you uh, if they felt like it. And uh, that was always an issue. It wasn't really a gun control thing, you know. Nobody really said, well, gee, I need to have a right to have a gun. I mean, people carried a gun partly to shoot animals, uh, so really did have a use for it, and then partly to make sure that they had a gun just in case someone else wanted to shoot them. These are circumstances under which, you know, gun ownership kind of made sense. I, this whole notion of just having a gun because you, you know, you believe it's your duty as a citizen to be armed with uh, machine guns, what have you, uh, that just never came up as far as I could tell. 
and no one really, you know, voiced any objection to it. And by and large, people seem to use them responsibly, except for the folks who shot people. <laughs> Nothing to say about those folks. They just, it's what you would expect to encounter in a small town back then. So I guess the choice was, you know, convenience and money versus peace and quiet and dogs biting you. Um, as always, life presents a lot of tough choices. And uh, at least in Southern Indiana growing up, we had a long time to think about them. We sure appreciate you listening and uh, talk to you soon.